Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton. I'm the host of your show. Come to you every Saturday afternoon at three o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Well, we're really excited today. What a deal we have for you. I have wanted to have this interview on this show for so long, I can't believe it. And it's actually happening today. We have heroes amongst us, and I'm very, very proud to introduce two individuals from the Fontana Police Department. We have Sergeant Hevison. Hello. Hi, how are you? Great. And we also have Corporal Brad Guth. Hello, how are you? So what we're going to do today, um, as many of you know, and maybe I'll back up a little bit for those of you who don't follow this show regularly, as I said, my name is Opal Singleton. Our organization is Million Kids. That is because more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. I'm talking about human trafficking. And Million Kids is known, we've been around for 10, 12 years now, and uh, we are known for our research and involvement in combating child pornography, sextortion, social media exploitation, uh, sex trafficking, labor trafficking, and sometimes even money laundering. And uh, we are the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. Now, Riverside County and San Bernardino County are both very, very fortunate in that we have excellent human trafficking task force. You know, I don't know about you, but I read in the paper about how they're defunding police over in some of the other counties, and it just makes my world go upside down. If there's ever a time in our lives that we should not be defunding police, it is today. If there's ever a time we ought to be investing in technology for our law enforcement, it is today. But that is not true in Riverside and San Bernardino County. We are so fortunate to have sheriffs, uh, I, in my case, report to Sheriff Chad Bianco, and, uh, and, and to have sheriffs in both counties and district attorneys in both counties that are absolutely committed to keeping our kids safe from predators. Based on the research I've done, one of the things that I have learned over time is that coming out of Fontana is a team of people that report to the Fontana Police Department. And that includes the individuals you just heard from today. They have a group that is really focused on keeping kids safe from predators and going after people who violate children. And so with that, I want to turn it over here to either uh, the sergeant or the corporal. I would like them to introduce themselves and give you a background of a little bit of what they do here in the Inland Empire. Thank you so much. Well, we appreciate you having us on your show today. The um, our unit basically goes after the sexual predators throughout the uh, city of Fontana and the Inland Empire as a whole. Basically, the people that are uh, trading child pornography, that are uh, victimizing children, that are trying to sextort children. Um, we have dedicated our investigative abilities and our team to combat those individuals within our communities. 
That is that is such an important thing. It's a huge issue at this point. It has been always been a huge issue, but as technology advances and as we now have all of our kids online all day, it seems like every day, I don't know about you, but I'm seeing an increase in the number of cases that are happening. Do you think COVID is affecting this? We've actually seen a tremendous um, increase in the number of cyber tips that we get. And for those of you that don't know what a cyber tip is, is um, every app that you have on your phone, every um, electronic service provider, if you would, Instagram, Facebook, things like that, um, are required by federal law. If they become aware of child pornography on those their platforms, they make a report to the National Center for Missing Exploited Children, NETMEC, if you will. Um, and then those reports uh, get disseminated out through our local ICAC task force and then out to the individual agencies um, within the jurisdiction that those um, geolocate to. So that's how we get a, a large majority of our investigations and every single aspect of our lives that deal electronically um, have the potential of being reported if uh, sexually exploit explicit material for children are on their platforms. So that's one of the things that we have the ability to go after and to follow up through those and to identify those suspects in these investigations. So in essence, what we're talking about are uh, kids that either get violated through a family member, somebody down the street, or kids that maybe get sextorted. This is this is a term that seems somewhat new, although I've been using it for some time, but sextortion is basically blackmail with a photo. And so oftentimes what will happen is, as I understand it, in the cases that I've worked with, kids will go online, they fall in love, they get a fantasy relationship, they send out a photo and the next thing you know, they're meeting up, but they don't know what they're about to get into. It, would you agree with that? Absolutely. And we deal with so many kids that get involved and they make a mistake and they think that this person loves them or they're going to be together forever. And they send them a photo that probably inappropriate and, and they shouldn't have sent in the in the first place. However, and then they, they face the reality of now they're ashamed. Now this person has that image. Yes. They go back, they get threats to now the bad guy wants more of those images. And it's a vicious, vicious cycle that these kids find themselves in and they simply feel like there's absolutely no way out for them. And it's it's just it's so important for them to realize that that they don't need to be ashamed of it. We right. recognize that they that they made a mistake. They're not going to get in trouble for it, first of all, because the, the bad guy may may say, oh, no, the police are going to arrest you because you sent child pornography to me. No, the, the vic they're considered the victims. They are not going to get in trouble. The other thing is, is there are ways that we can get that through the help of NetMEC, get those images and videos off of the internet. And very few people actually know that. Wow, that's amazing. That's really, really good. I want to kind of walk our audience through the process and how this works. But uh, before we do, I want to just address a minute with Sergeant Heveson have a side. I keep messing up his name. Forgive me, sir. Anyway. Um, yeah. Um, tell me about this department that you put together. What what where do you get your people? Uh, you know, what's it take to put together an operation like this? Well, first off, we're very fortunate that we have the support of our city council who supports the department. 
Um, Chief Green uh, is very, very supportive of the ICAC unit. So once we uh, we get going, you know, I oversee or supervise the our ICAC unit. Uh, we have Detective Guth. He he's the uh, brains of the organization, and we have uh, five other uh, detectives that that work with us. Wow. And the work that that these guys do guys and gals do is just amazing and they go nonstop. yeah and it's very difficult work because you're you're having to do a kind of investigation that is emotionally challenging especially if you see a young person that ends up being violated and it seems like it's just so unnecessary in so many cases if we could have just educated them first and uh, helped them to understand. One of the things that I have often done on my radio show is talk about Chief Green, and that's one reason I was so excited about this uh, particular interview, because this this team of people that we have with us today on the radio and taking the time to talk to you are some of the best of the best. We see the results of their cases. As most of you know, I research this stuff all the time. And so I can tell which departments and which uh, police departments are really on the cream of the crop and really taking this on. And uh, I commend your city council, too, for supporting your work. So many times, you know, your city council people or your board of superintendents, you know, they don't understand. They want to cut budgets. They want to pull back. And this is a community effort to put together a team of people like this and recognize what you're doing. And I know that this is taking place out of the Fontana Police Department, but you actually serve others within your county. Isn't that correct? That is correct. Very often we find the these investigations as we start to follow them, um, they will lead us into other communities um, that surround Ontario, San Bernardino, Upland, things like that, where um, we start the investigation here. However, by the time we're knee deep in them, if you will, um, we, we figure out that the suspect actually lives in these other communities. So instead of simply passing that off to someone else and, and um, not seeing these investigations through, we try to go that extra mile and actually follow these through to the end. Well, we have today our guests from the Fontana Police Department, and I'm very, very thrilled. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is called Exploited Crimes and Technology, and we need your support. So thank you for listening. We're up against a break. We're going to be right back. Real estate sales in the Inland Empire are really hot. Sellers and buyers recognize that these low interest rates will not last. Sean and Colleen at Caldwell Banker Armstrong Properties in Riverside are proud to sponsor this show. They are the best in the Inland Empire. They're fair, honest, creative, and they care about you and your situation. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, call Sean and Colleen at 951-529-4066. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Hey, there are many good restaurants in the Inland Empire, but really great restaurants are hard to find. Let me tell you about the Toasted Barrel in Corona. It's a trendy, upscale steakhouse with great pasta and seafood. It's a fantastic choice for birthdays and anniversaries or just that special night out with your loved one and friends. Inland Empire Magazine has awarded them Best Restaurant and Brunch for the past three years. The owners, Ed and Shirley, are friendly and attentive to your needs. If you're a prime rib connoisseur, this place is for you. Go ahead and try it out. The Toasted Barrel, located at 1300 El Sobrante Road in Corona. Or Google them at Toasted Barrel to make reservations. I guarantee you, you're going to love it. 
Be sure and tell Ed and Shirley that Opal sent you. It will be a night you'll never forget. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet, more than six billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton and we come to you every week at three o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. This show is available if you want to share it to others. Uh, simply go to am590theanswer.com and you can listen to it while it's live. But they're also archived at millionkids.org. We're not one million kids. We're not a million kids. We're just simply millionkids.org. And I so much appreciate each and every one of you that follow this show. I'm always blown away by the comments that I get. And if, if you want to make comments, you can simply write to me at opal, that is O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. I'm always blown away by the amount of support we have and the comments that we have. So what we're talking about today is what is commonly in the industry known as CSAM. That stands for child sexual abuse materials. Uh, that's a fancy word for child pornography. Nobody wants to hear that word child pornography. You want to run out and take a bath. And quite frankly, I'm no different. Um, but it is, uh, you know, especially photographing or live streaming or um, doing an exploitation on the internet of, of someone under the age of 18. And these cases have really exploded over time. I have been doing this work for 10 years, and it really is related to that technology. If you think about the amount of time our kids now, this generation will spend more time online than any other generation in history. And, you know, I don't believe technology is bad. I think Quite frankly, this is an amazing time to be alive. I agree I'm on the high end of this generation, but I get to do this too, okay? This is exciting stuff. And I believe, you know, even the poorest child can get a Harvard-style education 
for free if they choose to use the internet wisely. But I also know that if we don't prepare our kids in a world without borders, they're gonna end up being violated. And that is because kids are really great with technology. They get it. You know, they know how to download, upload, take those photos, send those videos, and you and I are still trying to figure out how to turn the darn thing on, okay? And we're saying, you know, you be careful out there now. And they're saying, oh, you know, it's no big deal, mom. It's not going to happen to me. And so our work is to train these kids and the parents and talk to them about how this works. When it goes bad, that is when people like the Fontana Police Department start to get involved. And these are complicated, heartbreaking cases. So with that, I want to turn it back over now to um, Corporal Guth and have him share with us, where do your leads come from? How does a case start? And then what do you guys do uh, to, to really begin to investigate this? Thanks, Opal. So basically where these begin very often is with a cyber tip from NetMEC, and that is generated by the electronic service provider. Then things such as a screen name, um, an email, a phone number, um, and sometimes it's just an um, IP address that is associated with that user account. That gets reported, and then a uh, geolocate is done generally with that IP address, and that's an approximation on where this crime is occurring. So that then gets distributed out to our ICAC um, task force, uh, basically an umbrella uh, company, if you will, then those get distributed out to the specific uh, agencies within a jurisdiction. Once that cyber tips gets on my desk, I run that IP, I try to get an idea of where approximately it is, I then have to write multiple, multiple search warrants. And just to begin an investigation, it's often four to six search warrants wow. just to begin a, a uh, investigation in this. And then I have to wait for all of that information to come back. Well, it, it's not until that time after I've already written all these search warrants that we actually um, get a, a verified location on where that suspect is based on the IP address. Mm -hmm. That's that's interesting. And then once you get there, do you, uh, uh, so I assume that you just go in with your search warrant, but you may do an undercover investigation. These, these pedophiles historically have multiple victims. Very often, yes, they do. What we'll do is that we will um, investigate the house, find out everything we can about the residents, because again, just because that um, IP address comes back to a residence, we still don't know who the suspect is. Right. And it's incumbent upon us that we now have to develop that um, probable cause and investigative leads to go into that house, serve a search warrant, and go through electronic devices and actually then are we able to identify the perpetrator, the suspect in these cases? I think that that's so important that the public understand because I, I think a lot of times they, they will call in a lead or report something and they may not understand the depth that it takes and the time that it takes. Uh, he's referring to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children hotline number. I'll give you that number a couple of times today while we're talking. That is one 888-3737-888. And we'll give that again here pretty soon. So once you go out there, uh, you have a search warrant. I assume you're going through their electronics. Uh, and like that, how does that work? 
Well, basically how that works is we have law enforcement uh, software. We have the ability to triage or to go through, initially go through those devices and specifically look for that CSAM material, that child sexual abuse material that you were referring to earlier. Um, we target those items. So we can, if we go into a house and there's 10 computers, there may only be one device that is actually uploading or disseminating that child pornography. Very so, often. yes. And so it's important for us to be able to identify that device. And because um, we've had a, a lot of specialized training and so forth, we have the ability to eliminate all of those non-involved devices. And that's one of the ways that we narrow that down to the actual suspect in these cases. So tell me all about Goose. <laughs> well, Goose is uh, a Labrador uh, retriever that we have here at our department that he is uh, has specialized training. He's able to uh, search for electronic devices. A lot of times when we're doing uh, search warrants, the, the bad guys, they try to hide devices, you know, and things like that. And no, they wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> so Goose, uh, like I said, a great, great asset that we have can come in and assist us in the investigation. Um, and he's just a, a great dog. He's a fun dog to have around, but definitely an integral part to the team. I, I got to meet Goose today, and uh, it, I'll tell you, the concept of using a dog to combat child exploitation is just uh, one of those things that, that uh, just makes me excited. I love the idea of that because, you know, dogs can sniff out things that humans cannot. And these guys are really good. And by the way, it isn't always guys. Uh, women can be child pornographers, too, for what it's worth. But the bulk of them are usually males. But the whole idea there is that many of our sex trafficking cases and, and even our sex, um, sex exploitation cases involve electronics. And this is getting so sophisticated the way that it is all being handled. And I, I had seen these articles about uh, these dogs that sniff this out, but it never met one and i got to meet one today and it's you know i'm really proud of the of the uh, people in fontana the way they have supported their police department and uh, and uh, have organizations come together and provide with the dogs and and uh, have something like this so so this is really cool to do this so once you get your your investigation then you make the arrest and then it goes through your prosecution is that accurate yes that's accurate so from there we work closely with our district attorney's office and we have a set um, of district attorneys who we work with on most of our cases and when we have questions or a unique uh, situation comes up which is which is often we have uh, direct phone numbers to them we're able to call them up day or night with questions when those unique situations come up and then we can hand carry those cases over directly to those district attorneys and they understand every aspect of the investigation and um, are able to prosecute those to the best of their abilities so the bottom line is this team is really dedicated to being tough on crime. As we come back from our next break, I want to talk about why this matters to you as parents and grandparents, because one of the things that I've been combating for a long time is sextortion. That is literally blackmail with a photo. And I guarantee you, every kid believes it's never going to happen to them. But sextortion, because of how technology is changing, is one 
one of the fastest growing crimes in America. There is a research study out. Well, actually, the first one was from the Center of Disease Control that indicated that even prior to COVID, about 8% of the nation's kids were being involved in some sort of sexual exploitation, either online or or being seduced or being blackmailed. The uh, University of Florida said that literally um, about uh, half of those will not tell. And uh, University of Florida and University of Toledo, Ohio, said that literally 58% of kids will go out and meet their pedophile rather than to tell. So we're going to talk about what that looks like to you as a parent. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. I want to tell you about a book I wrote called Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's all about how predators access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people using social media, online gaming, video chat rooms. Technology is changing at the speed of light, and we have to understand how to keep our kids safe from predators. So you can get this book by going to www.meandkids.org. It's $16, I'll sign it, and I'll ship it to you personally. We hope that you will order this book, educate yourself about how to keep our kids safe in this day of changing technology. Join us each Saturday for our radio show at Exploited Crimes and Technology at three o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton. We come to you on Saturday at three o'clock and I so much appreciate each and every one of you that follow us and that share this show. If you want to share this show with others, it is archived at millionkids.org. And I do want to take a minute out and say thank you to each and every one of you that support this show in your prayers and also financially and that make this possible. Our whole thing is prevention and intervention. And that's what we want to talk about for the rest of this show. You know, this is happening to way too many of our kids. Uh, Those of you that follow on Million Kids, we do something called Insider Alerts. I'd highly recommend that you go to millionkids.org and sign up for those Insider Alerts. We just talked about the case of Patricia Alatori a beautiful, beautiful 13-year-old girl from Bakersfield. And in this case, she sent off a photo and she she got one of those fantasy relationships. And um, the next thing you know, she's missing. Uh, her bed had been set up with her clothes to make it look like she was there, but she went out and got in the car, or actually an old truck with uh, Armando Cruz. And the next thing you know, they heard her screaming that she was trying to get free. It ended really, really badly as they found her burned body. She had been violated and strangled and and her body set on fire. I know that if Patricia Alatori was here, she would tell every other one of her friends and teenagers, don't do it. It can happen to you. This was a beautiful, vivacious, high energy, high intelligence.
intelligence. And it often happens to kids who are very, very smart because they can't overcome that idea that it can happen to them. So a lot of this is happening on technologies where our kids are hooking up with strangers and especially technologies that are like mass audience live streaming. Uh, like TikTok and Instagram. So I'm going to turn it back over now to corporate Guth, and let's talk a little bit about how this works with kids, how it takes place, and what a parent should look for in behavior changes if they think their child is involved in this. Certainly. Thank you. Now, the, let's talk a little bit about the behavior that parents can look at, look for in their kids. There's never going to be one set of behaviors that is consistent with every child out there. Parents, you know your kids. You know when they're not behaving like themselves. Right. You know when they start to withdraw, when they start to become secretive, when they are afraid to go out um, and, and mingle with people, or when they um, have a hobby or something that they really, really enjoy, and then suddenly that's changed and they can't, they don't want to have any part of that. You have to look for those changes and find out why. And don't be afraid to ask those questions and start those um, conversations with your children to figure out what's going on. And you have parents, you have to trust your instincts. Right. If something doesn't seem right, it's probably not right. And you need to figure out why. So many parents just try to, to push that to the side and, oh, it's going to be okay when it may not be okay. And it's so important for us to, as parents to follow up with those and be involved in our kids' lives. Um, they, they are going to experience things on the internet that we never had to grow, right. deal with when we were mm -hmm. growing up. They have pressures of um, social media where this specific image of what the perfect child is or perfect body type or whatever is promoted. And if they don't meet that, then they're shamed or whatever the case may be. We didn't have to deal with it to the same um, aspect that our, our children have to deal with. And we have to be sensitive and recognize those things. Um, and parents, you need to follow your kids on social media. Right. If your kid has a Instagram account, you darn well better be following that child on Instagram. See what they're posting, see what they're liking, see what they're involved in and what they're interested in. Same thing with Facebook or any of these chat applications. Be one of their friends on those platforms to know what's going on in their lives. And parents, you have to regularly, regularly check your child's phone. I've been on so many calls where I get there and there's a, um, a dispute or whatever, and the, the parent wants us to come in and, and uh, teach, tell their kid that they have to do something. And what it's very often involving a cell phone or an electronic device. And the parent looks at me with a straight face and tells me, well, my child won't give me the password to their device. Hello. And I about <laughs> lose my mind. First of all, I walk over to the child. I take that device from the child, hand it to the parent, explain to them it's their device. They pay for it. They have every right to go through that and to monitor what their kids are doing and keep we have a responsibility as parents to keep our children safe and shame on us if we're not doing that because we need to know there is such a scary world out there just below the surface right. um, on the internet and and 
because we may we didn't grow up with the internet we may not be familiar with that but i'm here to tell you right now it's there and it is scary and we have to familiarize ourselves with it because it's our responsibility to keep our kids safe so many parents want to be their kids friend as opposed to their parent we're not there to be their friends they they have kids their own age to be their friend <laughs> we're there to be their parent right and i encourage you to take on that responsibility own up to the, your responsibility about keeping your children safe, protecting them from all of the evil that is out there on the internet. And the internet can be great too. There's so many good things out there too, but there's so many bad and it's so easy for our kids to get in, involved in that. I think that's great, great advice. Uh, there are some things out there that I'd share with you. If your child is on Instagram, I highly rep recommend an app called Radley, R-A-D-L-E-E. -E. It's an app that you have and your child has, and it actually gives you red, yellow, and green warnings. You see, the way these kinds of things work is that the pedophile will often pick particular hashtags, and that's an important thing for you to see on your child's Instagram. What hashtags are they posting and what, what ones are they following? If it's things like webcam sex or hot cam girls, you know, itsy bitsy bikini, there's a hint there. You know, if they're posting a TikTok, especially if they're on TikTok thought, no teenager should be on TikTok thought, T-H-O-T. That's the pornographic version of TikTok for what it's worth. By the way, on Instagram, there's Insta and Finsta. There's Rinsta and Finsta. Rinsta is the real one that you're seeing, and Finsta is the fake one. And then there's ghost apps. If you ever see, like, a calculator on the front of your kid's phone, ask for the password and don't give the phone back till you get it, because that is what they use to hide other apps. So kids, for the most part, want to be leaders, and they want to do it right. But they need us to, number one, believe in them, but also also to parent and be there for them and let them know that they have parameters. And I think that that is what uh, Corporal Guth was saying here about know your child's behavior, but know their phone is really important. Absolutely. And, and you know, if you do find yourself in a situation where your child has posted a video that's inappropriate or you find out they are being sextorted in some way and they finally have uh, become brave enough to come to you and report that because they don't know what else to do, we want to make sure that those kids, first and foremost, don't be ashamed or embarrassed. And right. we, we all make mistakes. We really do. The second thing to help law enforcement with those investigations, screenshot the communication, yep. screenshot the images, screenshot the uh, name or the screen name of that person who is exploiting that child. The, all of these things will be follow-up leads to the um, investigators in these cases so that we can go out and um, catch them. And then Always know that you can block people, you can unfriend them, you don't have to follow people. There's nothing that says you have to follow these people. Do everything you can and to block them. And you can always delete your account. That gives them no access to you. So I'd encourage you that if you find yourself in these situations, can make those considerations. Yeah, one of the things that I would want to reiterate here along with uh, Corporal Guth is, be very sensitive when your child comes to you. The things that you might see if you walk into a room and they keep hiding things from you, maybe they're cutting, maybe they can't sleep, maybe they're starting to run away, maybe they're missing school, and you see these behavior changes. 
you know, the last thing we need to do is sit down and say, do you have a naked photo on the internet? Okay. I highly recommend that you sit quietly with your child in an unjudgmental, non-judgmental kind of uh, attitude and simply say, is it possible that you might de be dealing with a photo on the internet? Because I see that you are dealing with something deep and let them talk. And if they come forward, do not start screaming and yelling at them. That is the loneliest place in the world. Some kids run away. Some kids commit suicide. Some kids go through all kinds of trauma before they can tell. So the best thing to do is say, you know, you're not alone. This is going to be tough, but we're going to do this together. And that's really the key is that you stand there and that you provide them the strength to be able to talk to you and then work with the police to resolve it. This is Opal Singleton. We're up against that break. We'll be right back. This message is all about Million Kids, the organization that helps locate missing kids throughout Southern California and educates to keep kids safe from predators. Million Kids educates school administrators, teachers, parents, and teenagers how predators identify a potential victim and the methods they use to recruit innocent kids. BMW of Riverside is a proud supporter of Million Kids. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adams Street exit off the 91 freeway or click bmwofriverside.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Let me tell you about my friend Doris Anderson at Remax Realty in Upland. She is amazing. She's kind, she's patient, but she listens and she's informed and she will help you with your real estate transaction in a way that works for you. Doris, in full disclosure, often supports the work of million kids because she cares about young people. But she knows how to analyze a market, how to market a property, and how to find just the right transaction for both buyers and sellers. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate or invest in income property, contact Doris Anderson at Remax Realty 951-733-8899. That's 951-733-8899. 951-733-8899. Custom Service Systems, a proud supporter of Million Kids, is a family-owned and operated commercial cleaning company servicing the Inland Empire and surrounding areas since 1974. CSS takes pride in their ability to maintain the business facilities they serve and their long-lasting relationships with their valued clients. CSS provides a variety of cleaning systems customized to client needs, including deep cleaning and disinfectant to be COVID-19 compliant. From basic office cleaning to windows and floors, CSS will clean up your mess so you don't have to stress. Custom Service Systems cares about families and communities and wants to give back. Custom Service Systems are proud supporters of Million Kids to keep kids safe from predators. If you need the best cleaning services for your business or corporation, contact Custom Service Systems at cssclean.com. Again, cssclean.com or call 951-781-9345. That's 951-781-9345. You will know you found the best. Custom Service Systems. AM 590, the answer. 
Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. We are really, really blessed today to have fine guests. This is something I have wanted to do on this show for a couple of years, and I just never got it on the schedule. And today's the day I am so excited. Our Inland Empire is just so blessed to have good law enforcement, and especially people with this depth of expertise and commitment to doing these kinds of crimes. Many law enforcement agencies are so general and they need to be but to be able to have experts in our community we are really blessed one of the things we were talking about at break is that maybe parents especially and grandparents don't understand the connection between when a child may be seduced into a relationship where they send maybe a provocative photo might not even be a naked photo but something that's central and then how that ends up in a child pornography ring and why and how that ends up with them being blackmailed. So I'm going to turn it back over here to either uh, the sergeant or the corporal and let them share that with you. Certainly. Thank you so much. The um, so when you hit send on that video um, or image, think about this. Do you really know where that's going? Yeah. You may be sending it to a, <laughs> to one of well, someone, you know, uh, you may be sending it to that person. But how many more people does that person know? Or if they post it on their social media platform, how many other people are going to copy that? And where does it end up? One of the unique things about this child sex, um, well, child pornography, one of the things about the people that collect this is these are their treasures. They will collect them. They will trade them. They will pay money for more of these images. They will um, trade some images to get more images with each other. It is a whole network of people that that just this they make this their whole life and you never know where this is going to end up so there's been studies where they start they send out an image and then they start to see how many times that's traded how many times that image is traded the um, law enforcement has an ability to track a specific image based on uh, certain algorithms and so forth so the speed and the how rapid that goes across the nation and then around the world is mind boggling right. within 48, 72 hours, that one image can be all over the world, right. which is a scary, scary thing. And could you imagine you're taking that picture that you may not think is that sexually provocative. However, the person that receives that thinks that that's just the best thing in the world. And that is um, their uh, sexual fetish, um, that particular image that you send. And can you imagine how you would feel knowing that this person is looking at you in a sexual way when you never intended that? And I would hate for anyone to, to be in that situation. Right. And the other thing I'd like to add to that is they found uh, Welcome to Video, which is a, a dark website. You see what happens is pedophiles meet in the clear web and they go into the dark web and form large scale communities or through something called bulletproof hosting. And they start to exchange these photos and build these libraries. They just found one out of South Korea that had a million paid subscribers. So why do you care that's South Korea? Because their photos are coming from here of our kids that are getting lured in and sending it out there. So think about how one photo can go at simultaneously out to a million people. And those people can then reach back to the maker of that photo. That's why we're making this this uh, education program to you today to help you understand how that works. And Opal, if I can just add just real quick, you know, in, in asking parents to, to be aware of, of what's being posted, a lot of times, uh, like we've said, 
we're getting uh, you know cute images or videos that aren't aren't necessarily intended to be provocative in any way but i mean i can't tell you how many times we're going uh, and we're finding these innocent videos that aren't necessarily illegal but we're finding them next to the ccm files in the predators uh and their computers and their devices right so just be careful of that understand that's going somewhere one of the things that i really want to point out is that it is this specialized team here in fontana that has put this together to be able to go out and track these people down once they find a case but they don't do it all by themselves it's a collaboration of the whole community of law enforcement and other agencies so can you tell us some of who your partners are in this Absolutely. Thank you so much for pointing that out. And as Sergeant Heaviside mentioned earlier in the show, that it, it first and foremost, it starts with a supportive uh, city council and then a command staff at a law enforcement agency. Um, Chief Green has it just been a huge, huge um, proponent of the ICAC uh, team as a whole. But because of that, we've had the opportunity to go out and work very, very closely with other law enforcement agencies in our local area. And sometimes outside of our local area, we've actually worked with uh, agencies from Australia, um, but yeah. just our local agency has um, done hand-in-hand -hand training with the Ontario Police Department, the Upland Police Department, Rialto, the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department, and so many other local agencies. And we are, all of us, every single agency is learning about this field and trying to improve our skills and our knowledge on how to combat these horrible, evil crimes. Um, again, because once it affects your family, it's difficult to ever go back to any kind of normal. I appreciate the fact that there are so many different agencies that are doing this. These cases are very difficult cases. For one thing, they're not isolated, for instance, just in Fontana. You know, they may originate in Thailand. They may originate in uh, Florida. Uh, it may be someone from Fontana, but then it's also happening in Corona or Anaheim. And so all the agencies have to work together, which is why even though I report into the Riverside Sheriff, you know, I have watched this group mature and, and be so successful in their case handling. They got my attention a long time ago. I'm so proud of Chief Green and the team that he has bought, uh, built here and all the people that have gotten the expertise. It, it's accumulation of money being authorized for technology, but the dedication of people just like Sergeant Heaviside and also Corporal Brad Guth. I so much appreciate it because of the fact that if, if they weren't there doing this, our kids wouldn't have anybody to stand beside them. So this is a great time to do it. We have about a minute or two before closing. Either of you want to make one last comment? Sure. Well, again, thank you for having us on. I think this is a, a extremely important topic. It's an extremely important uh, discussion for parents to have with their kids and be aware. Um, obviously, our, our children are our most precious asset, and we need to, to look after them in any way we can. So Great. thank you. I want to reiterate the reporting number. If you know anyone that's being violated, uh, sexually violated or or labor violated, as far as that goes, either through sex trafficking, labor trafficking, uh, being blackmailed. Uh, they've got a photo out there, maybe a social media exploitation. Or if you know a child that is being exploited, call the NECMEC hotline. That's National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. one 888 37 
1-888-273-7888. I'm going to say that slowly one more time. one 888 In the meantime, I want to thank each and every one of you that share this show and listen to the show and write to me and, and uh, follow us. I'm just always blown away. You know, when you do radio, you don't see your audience. It's kind of like the last year that I've done Zoom and looking at that light. You never know who's out there until I meet you personally. And it just means the world to me when you come up and tell me I never miss your show or something that happened where it was able to to save a kid or help find a missing child. Please go to millionkids.org and sign up. Sign up for our insider alerts and let us also sign you up so that you can receive the Million Kids Missing Kids flyers. It would mean the world to us. Be part of the Million Kids family and helping us keep our kids safe from predators. In the meantime, I really appreciate it. For those of you that have the wherewithal to support our work, you can do that. You can text by uh, going on our website and getting the text number or just going to millionkids.org and hit that donate button. Maybe you're old-fashioned and you like to write out that check. Our P.O. box is right there on there. We can't do this work without you. I'm just one person. I've been doing it, seemed like all my adult life, quite frankly. But, you know, we are a family and the cases that we see are family. The number of kids that we've been able to find through me and kids, missing kids, or been able to alert and support police departments, it's just been amazing. And it is because of your involvement, because you're willing to listen and educate yourself and share this show. So thank you to each and every one of you that go on and hit that donate button. It just means the world to me. Well, this is Opal Singleton. The show is Exploited, Crimes and Technology. Put your arms around your kids this week. Tell them you're proud of them. Tell them that you're there for them, that they can talk to you. And look at your spouse and just tell them what they mean to you. You folks have a great week, and I'll see you next Saturday at 3 o'clock. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet, more than 6 billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno-impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo, and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift, and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. 
Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators.